Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Reviews. We are reviewing this week's NXT. Uh, I thought it was uh, a bit of a mixed bag, uh, to be honest, just as a headline. I thought there was some uh, really good stuff. There was some stuff that I uh, enjoyed. There was some stuff that I thought was fairly loose, fairly weak, dare I say. But um, that's kind of the case with NXT. You do tend to get over two hours uh, stuff that, you know, appeals and then stuff that you could kind of leave. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought that this was still a perfectly acceptable episode. And uh, I thought there was some stuff on here that you could definitely uh, take away. Um, I think one of the biggest stars of this week's show is the guy that opens the show. And that is Ilya Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov just comes across as so focused, so dialed in, so determined so passionate, so intense. When he talks, you have to listen. When he wrestles, you have to watch. Like Ilya Dragunov is someone that really uh, does resonate with me. He's someone that I'm a big, big fan of. Um, he, I, he's earned, like, you know, uh, my respect. Uh, he's had some great matches against the likes of Gunther. Um, obviously, I had a match against uh, Cesaro that was great in NXT TakeOver. And uh, he's put on a, a few bangers, actually, over in NXT UK. Um, if you didn't watch that promotion and watch him over there, then there might not be too many matches that you've seen of Ilya Dragunov. But I think this opening promo really gave you a taste of what he's all about. He talks about how he has struggled, how he has endured, how he uh, has returned to repeat history, talking about, you know, grinding out a a victory against a, an unbeatable monster. That monster was Gunther. But Gunther is not the monster that he's got his sights set on now. He is now uh, setting his sights on Braun Breaker. But when he delivers these lines, the way that he kind of delivers them, it's like he's having to, like, all of his energy just to get the words out. You know, Braun Breaker. It's all so intense and so interesting and so different to anything else that you see out there. So I think Dragunov is just just something so special. He is someone that uh, under Vince, I think, would have struggled because he's not the biggest of guys, but he does bring an intensity. He's a little bit like Tommaso in a way. Tommaso is on the smaller side uh, physically, but uh, his promos, his aggression, his intensity, uh, he always brought that as well. So... Yeah, uh, love Jagannath. Uh, I thought this set the uh, scene really, really well. So he came out, said a few lines. That brought out J.D. McDonough. Uh, he came out uh, and said, look, these people don't know you like I know you. You are a dirty little rat. And uh, basically says that uh, he hopes that he's going to break his ankle for good and end his career for good. He wants Dragunov gone, basically. Um, and so these two were starting to get at it. That brought out Bron Breaker. Bron Breaker came out. Obviously, these three were in the ring uh, towards the end of last week's show. So uh, here they were all in the ring and the match is made. Bron Breaker comes out and he sets up a triple threat at Halloween Havoc. It's going to be JD taking on Elia, taking on Bron Breaker for the NXT Championship. I really like this. I, I I think JD's a great wrestler. Um, I don't know quite if he can hold his end of the bargain from a promo point of view. Again, on the slightly small side, 
Um, you know, it's not a big deal. Uh, certainly if he's having a match with Ilya, they're, you know, quite evenly sized. It's just when you put in a Bron Breaker, uh, Bron Breaker towers over these two. Uh, Bron Breaker, I don't know. I'm guessing he goes into that match as favorite unless they're looking to uh, move him up now. He's done just over a year in NXT. And so, uh, you know, they might have sights on him going into the Rumble, maybe going to the main roster for 2023. Um, you know, if someone's going to get that belt, I think Elia is as good as anyone to uh, take that championship and carry it forward in NXT. So, I don't know, uh, tricky. I, what I do like is there's definitely the pieces in place now for a really credible, really exciting NXT brand. Um, we have brought in some real wrestlers, wrestlers, not people that are learning to wrestle, but we've brought in some real talent. We've shipped over the likes of Tyler Bates. We've brought over the likes of Ilya Dragunov. Um, we've brought, obviously, uh, Alba Fire. Um, Kaylee Ray has been over for a little while, but uh, we expect the likes of Isla Dawn potentially to come over as well. Like all this boost that uh, the closing and shutting down of NXT UK has provided has uh, is going to massively now help set up uh, what NXT is going to look like going forwards. Still a few things to uh, deal with. I think there's still a bit of um, uh, stuff that's a bit too silly at times. And I think there's like a bit way too much like outside interference. I, I was thinking actually like we're so close now to like a relaunch for NXT. What is it that I would like to see change? And, um, you know, bringing in more uh, indie talent, I think, would be great. Bringing in uh, wrestlers that have got more experience would be great. I've always seen NXT, yes, as developmental. Of course it is. But NXT, in a way, should be the final stop of developmental. You should be doing house shows and the house show circuit. And that's where you get your kind of, you know, first taste of action, your first matches, and you kind of get all that done. Once you've actually got to the point where you are TV ready, then, you know, you go on to NXT. But I think the problem is when you're just using so many athletes and you're like basically nothing but uh, next in line talent and you don't really have that indie talent coming through the door, it means you've got to put them onto TV a lot sooner than what we saw uh, from NXT in the past. NXT in the past People were coming in and going onto TV pretty much straight away. The likes of Kevin Owens, the likes of Sami Zayn, the likes of Asuka, the likes of Nakamura, the likes of Bobby Roode, the likes of Adam Cole, the likes, the list goes on. You get my point. But the reason why you could put them on TV straight away is because they had experience. They were wrestlers that had been wrestling. So you could put them on and they're going to give you a fantastic quality and uh, standard of action. The problem with this next in line stuff is that these are people that are learning how to wrestle. And so uh, you bring them in, they're having to learn. We haven't got loads of time to wait. So, and we've got a TV show that we need to do something with. So you are, you are just forced into putting people onto TV that in the past would not have been TV ready in the past. They would not have got onto TV, but they're getting onto TV more now because you don't really have any other option you've got to use them because all of that talent is seemingly exclusively coming from this next in line program so that is something that i think nxt needs to look at there is a balance that needs to be struck that i don't think is quite right at the moment 
Um, that's obviously going to be a process and that is going to take time. But um, that's something that needs to be addressed. And then uh, I think as well as that, you know, there's too much outside interference. I always loved NXT when it first started. And it was just, I was so amazed in like 2014 when I first watched it. 2014, 2015, I was amazed at the clean finishes. I was amazed at how often matches would play out and people would not run down. Now, obviously that's changed over time. Um, I'm going back to like 2014, 2015, like eight years ago or so. But, uh, and obviously over that period of time, things have changed. But if we can go back and reset and go back to what made NXT great, I think clean finishes and actually building momentum, building stars, that that made a big, big difference. You know, you see a lot of outside interference and we saw a lot of it tonight. So that's something else that I would like to see, like, because we're only a few weeks away from like a relaunched NXT. And um, these were just some of the things that I saw on this week's show. You know, people being on the show that maybe weren't quite ready. Uh, lots of outside interference, which I would look to do away with. Um, and just those little bits being tweaked and changed along with, you know, the talent that's coming. I think we could have like a really exciting product again. I think that there is the foundations there. So, yeah, this was the uh, open. It led to the announcement of the triple threat. And then uh, we went into our first match. Our first match was fine. It was solid. Uh, it wasn't spectacular, but it was fine. Uh, Fallon Henley taking on Mandy Rose. Uh, Mandy Rose, of course, with plenty of experience. Fallon Henley, uh, of not with much at all, but um, it was fine. Yeah, this was all right. It didn't blow my mind. It was all right. And um, Mandy Rose picks up the win. She then cut a promo afterwards. There were some nice lines in here. I can't remember the exact words in, but it was somewhat along the lines of, you surround yourself with fire. She was talking to Alba Fire. You surround yourself with fire, but I'm the one that starts those fires, which I thought was a really great line. Um, it was completely disproven, though, like a few moments later, because we actually got Alba Fire, uh, who appeared on screen, and she started a fire. So it turns out not to be true. It turns out Alba Fire uh, starts most of the fires that we see. Um, the fire she started, I thought, was really lame as well. Like this, I don't know. I mean, like of all the things and messages that she could have sent, the message she sent was and new. Hash and she even put hashtag in there. She put hashtag and new. Like, I don't know. I just looked at that. I was like, man, if you're gonna go to the effort of setting someone on fire to send a message, are you is the message you're gonna send and new? Like, I've, I granted, you don't need to be writing paragraphs. Perhaps perhaps she only had so many letters that she could play with. <laughs> perhaps perhaps she only had enough room for like seven characters. And she was like, oh, it probably took her all day to try and figure out what she could write out. And she settled on hashtag and new. So uh, maybe I can't throw too much shade. But uh, I must admit, like when she said, I've got a message for you. And then she set this thing on fire. I was like, oh, my God, what's it going to be? Like your mind, like, oh my God, perhaps she's got her car. She's setting a car on fire. Perhaps she's got her family. She's setting her family on fire. And then it pans down and it's just the words and new. I was like, it's a bit lame. But uh, yes, that was uh, the message from uh, Alba Fire. Uh, then we saw Elia backstage again. He was, uh, this was all right. A little back and forth with uh, Zion Quinn. And uh, he was uh, basically just saying that, 
uh, Zion Quinn said that you'll never be champion here. And uh, Elia was like, well, I don't think you'll ever be champion. And uh, it set up a match for later in the show. Then we went to our next match. Uh, again, this was all right. Tony against uh, Wes. Uh, didn't blow my mind. It was all right. Um, but uh, yeah, weird ending. And I did quickly, before we started this review, just Google to see if there was any information as to whether this was legit or not, because I can't, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, Wes um, kind of drop, toe hold, take down to Tony. Tony goes face first into the corner. It's not his head that's the problem. He seems to kind of go down onto his right knee. He goes down onto his knee and... Um, like, yeah, he hits his knee off the ring and that's it. I mean, it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look horrific. It doesn't look like he's knocked himself out or anything like this. Um, when they're showing the replays, they show his knee hitting the ring and then he's he's holding on to his knee afterwards. Um, and yeah, that was it. Like, it, it didn't seem like that big of a deal, but the referee calls it. Medics come over and check on him. It's all really somber and quiet and confusing and no one really knows what's happening, and that's it. The match ends like that. So I looked to see if this was legit. Uh, no reports. So, I mean, it's it's a weird, awkward, clunky, confusing ending. It's a talking point, though, and if it did end as a result of it uh, being a legit injury, then obviously I hope Tony's all right. If it ended this way with uh, the injury being faked, then it's a weird thing to do. I'm not against it, though. I'm not against it because it's something different and it's a talking point. And I'm not against it. Yeah, I, I, this either way, this is, well, I can't say fine because if he's injured, that's clearly not fine. But uh, you get my point. Like, if, if, it's, if it's serious, then it was the right thing to do. If they faked it, I don't mind it. This is, it's weird, but I, I'm all right with weird. I'm all right with weird. So, uh, yes, uh, Wes Lee picked up the victory here uh, and got past Tony. Uh, then we got, this was just an example, right, of something that I think has, uh, that could have been good. Um, and, you know, at times was good, but was a bit OTT. And that's this Pretty Deadly segment. So we saw Pretty Deadly uh, doing a vignette thing. It was just meant to be a bit of fun. Uh, but you see him at home, you see him at the gym and stuff like this. I just felt like they, I would have liked a more serious look at them in their personal lives and kind of how they act and what they do. And it, it felt like they were going OTT here. Like they were going a bit OTT with like, you know, how cheery they were in the morning and, you know, combing each other's hair. And I, like, I really do believe that they care about their hair because their hair is, you know, a big part of their gimmicks. But the way that they were brushing it and whatever, it, it didn't feel like they were taking the care of the hair. Like, it didn't, it just felt like they were doing it for like a little a comedy like vignette thing. When I actually think if they'd have played it straighter and actually played it more serious, I think it would have had more impact and actually would have been something really, really good and actually could have been something really interesting. So, I, Sometimes they do just lean a bit too much into like the comedy slapstick shtick when you, they don't need to. And actually, if they played it a bit straighter, it could still be funny. But uh, it would be funny because, you know, like they're acting a, a, a certain way and they are, you know, meaning it as well. Um, and so like just how preposterous it is. Uh, that's where the humor would come from. So 
yeah, I, I don't know. This this was all right. It was all right, but I think it could have been a lot, lot better and um, maybe a little bit of a missed opportunity, actually. So, uh, again, just something I would like to tweak uh, if we were going to keep doing these types of vignettes. Then we uh, moved on again, another little moan. This this part of the show was just a little off for me. This was like, first part I thought was good. Then we got some all right matches. Then the pretty deadly thing I thought could have been done a bit different. This match is really interesting. And I went on Twitter quickly to read the reactions to this match because I wanted to see if I was out of line with other people. And, you know, not that I ever care because I just give my honest opinions. Um, my honest thoughts here are that um, Sol Ruka was taken on uh, Mari Miller. My honest thoughts were that she is very talented, very athletic, um, obviously very agile, lots of cartwheels and flips and things along those lines. Uh, she can clearly do those things, but doing them within the confines of a wrestling match and actually turning a cartwheel into a move, into an offensive move, turning a backflip into an offensive move seemed like that was a bit difficult for her. I think she can do the cartwheels. She can do the flips, but can she actually use those skills in a wrestling contest, in a wrestling match? And I would say that that is a work in progress. So it's undeniable that she's athletic and agile. What is a problem at the moment is that she doesn't look like she's a very good wrestler. She doesn't look like her offense is very dangerous. There's an example where she did a, a, a like a front flip towards the end. And the end result is a very slight, very gentle kind of chest bump. She like collided into Amari in the corner, but she did it with very little force and it didn't look very good. I mean, the flip before was fine because she can clearly do those things. But uh, turning that into an offensive move seemed to be quite difficult. And, you know, there's a few bits that are a bit sloppy, as you would imagine. She's green. This is her debut match. The potential is there, though. The potential is there. And you could tell that, you know, by running the circuit, having lots of matches, she could get somewhere. And she could be like, you know, good player in the future. A little bit. I mean, like, she's got her hands in the air. Like, you, you could get a bit of like a... Um, uh, a superfly kind of a vibe, you know, uh, a ricochet kind of a vibe. I, I would like to see them tone that down, though. I don't think you need to do like a million flips because the problem is if you do a cartwheel move and then a backflip move and then you do like another springboard move and all this kind of stuff, people don't remember them because like, how are you meant to remember like the 10 different flippy moves that you did? Like it's better if you... Just drop in a couple of moves that look really good and have people remember those. Like, I am very much subscribed to the less is more approach when it comes to that, rather than just here's this, here's that, and just go through a series of moves. Why do a load of moves that you can't do very well when you could just do a couple of moves that you do really well? And I think that would have been the better approach here. And I think that the match went a bit too long as well. Like considering how green she was, they they gave this a bit of time. And I think you could have shaved quite a bit of time off it as well. So I would have tweaked that also. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it was what it was. And, you know, Twitter very much split on it. People saying she looked fantastic, probably impressed with the cartwheels and everything. Um, but then some people saying that she looks hopeless. Probably they were looking at the fact that 
the cartwheels didn't really lead to any sort of offense or the offense it did lead to was not that great. So uh, I can see why people were taking both of those approaches. I just fall in the middle, to be honest. I think the potential's there. I think she can get somewhere. Um, she's just, this was a day mat debut match, basically. So that was uh, Sol Ruka. Uh, then we went on to Joe Gallus against Cameron Grimes. There was the uh, hooded person in the crowd. We've spoke about uh, this female with a yellow mask. We did that in our breakdown last week. Uh, she was in the crowd again. Didn't really highlight her, but you could definitely see her. Um, and uh, Joe Gacy gets the win. Uh, outside interference here. Outside interference with uh, the dyad, is it? Uh, they were getting involved. I'm surprised, actually, they didn't get chucked from ringside um, or there wasn't like a DQ. Um, so, yeah, and we saw that earlier with Stax as well. Stax was getting involved in Tony's match. So, again, you know, that's like a couple of matches where we're seeing like outside interference. I'd just love to get rid of all of that. We just don't need it. Like, I understand it's a big part of wrestling, but NXT really stood out by kind of distancing itself from that at the start. So I'd like to see us kind of try and go back to that. But uh, it was a win for uh, Joe Gacy. He got the job done over Cameron Grimes. Then we got uh, Nikita Lyons against uh, Caden Carter. Um, if you are a simp, then uh, I bet you love this. I know that Nikita's just got normal fans as well. But, uh, I mean, you, you can kind of get the idea of what sort of match this is when the very first thing that happens is Caden Carter slaps the backside of Nikita Lyons. Like, uh, we, we know who we're catering for with Nikita Lyons. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, look, the match was all right. There were some all right moments, actually. Her kicks are very, very good, Nikita Lyons. Her strikes are actually quite good. I, I actually think that her strikes are... It's her strong point and her kicks... Um, they they look very good compared to other people. Like she can she can throw. Like you know, she's good at that. But um, the rest of it like is just pretty paint by numbers. There's there's not really too much that stands out. I, I never find myself getting like emotionally involved in a Nikita Lions match. I never find myself like on my edge of my seat. Like oh my god, is she going to get this done? Or oh my god, is she going to lose? I just always find her matches pass me by. She's just not someone that I really care for. And uh, I thought Caden looked all right in this, but again, hard to get too involved because Caden is one half of the NXT tag champs. And I always think like, if you've got tag champs, why are they being, why are you involving them in singles matches? Like, it doesn't really make much sense. We've got a singles division. We've got a tag division. We've got a singles division. Why are you making the tag division have singles matches? Like, I've, I've never really understood that. And that's never, that's never made much sense to me. So, uh, yes, we got this match. And again, it was all right. Um, I feel like we do start to pick things up now, though. So, as I said, there was some really good stuff on here. And there's some stuff that I could definitely have left. I think that was largely the stuff I could have left. Uh, but then as we kept going forward, I love these guys. This is something that has really grown on me. When I first saw Chase U, I was not really taken with it. Um, but I think as they've added other people to it, I love this. I can't remember her name, but um, is it Talia or something like that? Uh, she is just like this little bundle of energy. She's so much fun. Uh, she really adds to it. And um, in fact, like all the people that are cheering and obviously we see them in the stands as well. Like uh, there's a lovely energy to chase you. 
And uh, this wasn't really anything. It was just setting up a match for Andre Chase against uh, Von Wagner, uh, I think, next week. And uh, someone in the crowd was asking how, I think, um, Andre expected to be able to beat uh, Von Wagner. He was called Dave. And um, basically, Andre Chase laid into Dave. And uh, it was a fun, it was all right. It was a fun little moment. Didn't really do much. Didn't really go anywhere. It wasn't really for much of a purpose. But um, it was good. It was fine. Served its purpose. And uh, it was pretty decent. Then we got a, a pretty good match between uh, Zion Quinn and Ilya Dragunov. I mean, uh, big fan of Dragunov, as I said. Um, definitely uh, enjoy watching his matches. Uh, Zion Quinn looked all right. Yeah, the, this was all right. And it was a perfectly acceptable match. Um, I would say this is probably the best, best match we had up until this point. And um, I enjoyed it. Dragunov picking up the victory, as you would imagine. So uh, we got that. Then we got, uh, this was another good match. This was really good. It was really short, but it was to the point. These two hate each other. Damon Kemp turned, turned on Diamond Mine. And last week we saw the Creed brothers who were in Diamond Mine arguing over who would be able to get their hands on Damon Kemp. And uh, basically it was uh, Brutus Creed that won that argument. They uh, decided he would take on Damon Kemp. And they just went at it, man. This this felt real. I actually think this was uh, even better than the Ilya Dragunov match. This this has had a big build. Um, we obviously saw what happened with the cage match uh, the other week where Damon Kemp came down, handcuffed Julius to the cage. It meant that Brutus was in the cage against Pretty Deadly on his own. And uh, he was outnumbered. And so there's quite a bit of backstory to all of this. But um, yeah, basically... A chair is introduced by Damon Kemp. So uh, he gets DQ'd. He doesn't care about that. He's just walloping away on uh, Brutus Creed and uh, screams down the camera. Again, intense screams down the camera. Julius Creed, uh, if you uh, if you want some, come get some. Very John Cena. And uh, yes, uh, intense, brilliant, loved it, felt real, proper laying it in. Um, great, just great. As I said, like sometimes they can stray into silliness and, and there will be an example of that during the main event. This was intensity and it stayed intense as well. And even when he's like talking to like Julius, he doesn't just say it, he screams it and he screams it right down the camera as well. It's really good. Really, really good. Uh, I really like Damon Kemp. I really, I, I really like the Creed brothers as well. So the, the, this after that Ilya Dragunov match, that's the sweet stuff. Uh, talking of sweet stuff, uh, super diva. Like, I love this guy's gimmick. He's just back. Look at that. Wearing a Whitney Houston t-shirt, just posing, taking selfies. I don't mind a bit of fun. And this guy is fun. And um, we saw uh, Zion Quinn backstage and uh, super diva uh, Quincy Elliott was like uh, basically saying, I didn't see that X Factor. And he walks off going, hee hee, like this, and uh, uh, and walked away. So clearly they're on some kind of collision course. So, uh, yeah, we saw uh, Quincy Elliott, I think, last week. So um, already seen him in ring. Yeah, he's, I mean, seemingly very basic. Very, very basic. Early, early, early doors for uh, Quincy. But what I do like about him is at least he's got an engaging character. At least his character is interesting. Just going back to Sol Ruka, 
She is green in the ring and still putting it together, but haven't seen really much of her character. She just seems to be quite quiet, chilled girl that plays the ukulele on a beach. Like, it's not really too much you can get into with that. But at least with this, like, there's loads of fun you can have with Quincy Elliott. Uh, then we saw Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark saying they wanted the uh, the going after the tag titles. Toxic Attraction arrived and said, don't be stupid. Uh, you'd look stupid with those belts. Those belts belong to us. Um, Mandy points out that there's three of them. There's only two of Nikita and Zoe Starks. And then out, literally out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Alba Fire arrives. And guess what she does? Starts a fire. She starts a fire. Mandy Rose earlier claimed that she is the one that starts fire. And on this very show, Alba Fire ends up starting two, at least two. So uh, again, just proving the point that uh, Mandy Rose was talking rubbish earlier. But yeah, she came out of nowhere and just uh, lit this fire and um, showed that it would be three on three if they wanted to uh, throw down. But uh, Toxic Attraction jump in a car and they uh, speed away. This took us to our main event. And this is an example of a what I would have thought would have been an intense street fight uh, that had a bit of silliness in it. The, the bit at the end where uh, one of the members of Gallus has the bin on his head. I don't I don't think I actually got the uh, screenshot of that, but uh, one of them's got a bin on their head and like wandering around and um, ends up getting knocked down and pinned. Um, this, uh, this thing was weird. I mean, it was billed as a pub rules match and th- we end up using a trash can, which I, I've never seen in a pub, right? Uh, a table, uh, just a normal table that you get in wrestling, which... I'm sure pubs do have them, maybe for buffets, but um, again, um, and belts. I, I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. Like, if this is a pub rules match, then I would have expected there to have been more like beer all around ringside. I would have expected more glasses and beers and wooden chairs and things along those and menus. <laughs> I, I don't know, just anything, bottles of wine, bottles of spirits or or anything, not like trash cans and normal tables and belts. Uh, I don't know. It was weird. But it was, uh, it was basically a street fight. Street fight. Uh, it ends with, um, I believe, Briggs and Jensen picking up the victory. So Briggs and Jensen uh, get the win. Gallus uh, then uh, regroup. In the entranceway. In all fairness, there's some decorations in the entrance. Maybe that was the problem. Perhaps all the stuff that related to pubs was actually in the entranceway and not, not around ringside. And so they walked past it um, and that was it. But um, yeah, they were in the entranceway. They uh, end up shoving some referees down and then some police come out and arrest them. Which if you think about all the stuff that happens in wrestling... The fact that they got arrested for shoving some officials down is just wild, isn't it? It's just wild. We've had kidnappings. I mean, the NXT car park is infamous for how dangerous that place is. Um, but you push a referee over and uh, you're going to get arrested immediately by the medium boss men. So the uh, the medium boss men there, four of them, uh, arresting uh, Gallus, and that is how the show ended. So, you know, look. Dragonov, Damon Kemp, you know, um, some stuff in there that I thought was good. And then, uh, like, there was, you know, a few bits like Sol Ruka, who 
you know, she's making her debut. We'll cut her some slack. Um, but you can tell that it's not quite all together at the moment. Uh, Nikita Lyons, I'm just not a fan of. Uh, this main event didn't grab me. It just didn't grab me. I think I think that when you see it done right, which was Damon Kemp's match, Damon Kemp's match was so good that that was an intense, should have been a street fight, to be honest. Damon Kemp against Brutus Creed felt real, felt intense, uh, brutal. It felt like they just really wanted to rip each other apart. And I don't think I got that vibe from this. What I will give them credit for, though, is the the whips. When they take the belts off and they're whipping each other with the belt, like that was it. That was brutal. That was, you could hear it. Like that was good. So there were there was definitely some moments. This wasn't a complete train wreck by any means. This main event. Uh, I just don't think it lived up to some of the other things we saw before, and certainly not the um, Brutus and uh, uh, Damon Kemp match. So. Yeah, I don't know what I would score this one, to be honest. I don't know where I'm feeling like a 6.75, something like that, maybe. Maybe even a 6.5. Uh, but we'll have to see what you guys thought. But uh, all in all, it was, you know, a perfectly acceptable watch. And I think a few people might have skipped it because I think spoilers were out there for this one. I think there might be one more week of spoilers and then we get the rebrand then it is the uh, rebranded NXT. Uh, obviously, they've already started using the new logo. But um, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. The things that I want to see change are the, the things that I've mentioned. Um, I think I really do want this to feel more like a finishing school. Uh, I want it to feel more like, you know, if you are literally not too far, six months away from the main roster, maybe then, uh, you know, you come on to uh, NXT because this is network television. It's going all over the world. Um, you know, people tuning into this, I think, do understand that, you know, it might be a little loose in places, but some of this is a bit too loose uh, and certainly much looser than what we were used to with NXT. I mean, we were spoiled, man. We were so spoiled. We were so spoiled. Think about the talent they were bringing in. Kenta. Kenta, who's in New Japan, Hideo Itami, Finn Balor. Finn Balor got brought in. Kenta got brought in. Kevin Steen got brought in. You know, El Generico got brought in. Cesaro was uh, down in NXT. Um, he came through that path. You know, Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. Uh, you know, they also went out and got Kushida from New Japan, brought him over. Io Shirai, who was regarded as one of the best female wrestlers in the world at the time that she was brought in. Asuka as well coming in. Like, you know, you had talent like Bailey, who came from the Indies, and uh, Becky and Sasha. Uh, Charlotte was kind of from scratch. To my knowledge, she didn't really do any indie stuff, but she's got that flair blood coursing through her veins. Um, and obviously Natalia popped back down. Uh, and did some stuff in the early stages of NXT, Tyson Kidd uh, as well. Um, Cassius Ono, what a great Chris Hero, great name. So, you know, we some of the names that we had in NXT, it's just a who's who of like indie wrestling. It was absolutely wonderful. So um, I'd love to go back to those days. I, don't, I really don't know that we will. I really, really don't know that we will. And to be honest, to be perfectly, I don't even know if the talent's there. Who do you go and get? Where Where is that great indie talent? I'm sure people can say names, and I'm sure it's not completely dead by any means. 
But, you know, the, the indie scene is nowhere near as vibrant as it once was. You know, the lockdowns, the pandemics, all of that has really, really taken its toll, really taken its toll. Where Where is that next Kevin Steen? Where is that person? Who is that person? Um, you know, uh, th maybe this is why uh, they're looking to expand NXT over Europe and, and look into new markets and see what they can find because maybe they feel that the well is a little bit dry in North America at the moment. I mean, it is being hoovered up, isn't it, talent by AEW as well? I mean, don't forget, there's a lot of people in AEW that would have made their way to NXT back in the day. You know, your uh, MJFs would have been in NXT now. MJF would have been in NXT, if not the main roster. Darby Allen might have made it to NXT. You know, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, these people that you see in AEW, those were the names that were going to NXT before. So, like, we're kind of missing out on all of those. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what talent they can find. But uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting that they're, they're looking to rebrand it and get it back more to how it was. Because that, honestly, that I, I can't remember the exact years, but I would say probably the end of 2014, because the network doesn't come to the UK for a while. You get the network in America in about 2014. I think we get it late 2014, even early 2015. So that kind of time frame up until about 2016, maybe sneaking into 2017. Um, I feel like that for me is like NXT's gold periods. Uh, anything really before that, I must admit, is a bit sketchy for me because I didn't have the network. I have gone back and watched some episodes. Really good. Really good. But I've not really like followed the whole journey. But um, I should do that, actually. I really should do that. I'd love to do that. Go back to like episode one of NXT when it started in full sale. Just work your way through. That that would be fun, actually. That would be fun. Um, there's a good couple of years there that um, my information, my knowledge is a bit sketchy with. But uh, as I said, around 2014, 2015 into 2016, it's gold. It's just brilliant. It's just really, really good. I mean, you know, 2014 in particular, you're looking at Charlotte and you're looking at the four horsewomen. 2015, I think Bailey is kind of still sticking around, isn't she? So you're kind of going from, you know, the horsewomen go up. Bailey is left behind. We're seeing Asuka coming in um, kind of around that kind of time, time period. Uh, Nakamura should have been in by that point as well. Steen, I think, has been and gone or is just about to go in 2015. So, um, yeah, early 2015, I think Owens is in NXT but moves up to the main roster uh, later that year. Uh, so does Sami Zayn. It's it's such a vibrant, exciting time. And uh, we'll see we'll see what NXT can become. But there's definitely some talent in NXT at the moment. And uh, as I said, this was pretty solid. So it was all right. So I'd be about probably about 6.5. I think I feel like that's fair for this one. But we'll see what you lot uh, think and we'll get to your thoughts in a second. Well, we can get to your thoughts now, but we'll get to your scores in a second. But uh, LC Dub, LC Dub, let's go up. LC Dub Figure Wrestling. Really appreciate the support, my friend. Shout out to you. Uh, Jennifer Muppet Baby. Jennifer Muppet, baby. 99, really appreciate it. Said, want to thank you so much for doing the review tonight. And well, that's really kind. Thank you. 
I, I really appreciate that. So Jennifer Muppet Baby 99, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I think CA is, that must be California. Is that California? That's nice. Uh, Kieran as well, uh, appreciate the support. So uh, Kieran, who uh, jumped in. But yeah, uh, thank you so much to uh, people that have jumped in the chat and shared their thoughts. Can Continue to uh, uh, ping them through. Um, I think Elia will go against Bron, said Miguel. Uh, will win against Bron. Yeah, I think Elia could be the one. As I said, you've got a nice, you've got a nice foundation there with Tyler Bate as well. Um, for kind of a, a, a main event scene going forwards. I mean, Tyler against Elia. I mean, you can really build up to that match, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Elia against uh, JD. Obviously, we've already seen Tyler Bate against JD. So uh, a couple of matches there that you can definitely uh, be looking at and building towards. Feels like we probably need to get uh, at least another one, maybe two people in and around that main event scene. Maybe Carmelo Hayes. I mean, Carmelo Hayes against uh, Tyler Bate would be very interesting. Carmelo Hayes against JD. Carmelo Hayes against, I don't know, Carmelo Hayes against Bron, I suppose you could do. I mean, they're two of the biggest NXT 2.0 stars. So smashing them up against each other would be very interesting. I feel like Brom would just be too strong and too powerful. So I feel like Brom would get the win there. But yeah, I, there's definitely some names you can play around with. Uh, Johnny said NXT was uh, all right. Hayden, shout out to you. Crossover Clips said, my thoughts are Joe Gacy is a pound land bray. Uh, you're not alone with that. I think a lot of people uh, feel that Gacy is uh, a bit too close to the old Bray character, a bit too close to like the cult leader sort of Bray, and that it's a bit like ordering Bray from Wish. Uh, it's Canada, said Jennifer. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so that's very disrespectful then to say California. Stupid California. Didn't mean that. Go Canada. Go Maple Leaves. So, uh, Jennifer, shout out to you. Uh, Jim said, Nikita Lyons needs a booty, bo needs bootylicious as her entrance music. Uh, Austin said, Carmelo is someone that I would love to see dethrone Bron. Uh, Joe said, NXT was an okay show. Uh, Miguel said, Elia needs to go to SmackDown and confront Roman Reigns. Hmm. Uh, Kashanti said, I think the show sucked tonight. If you are okay with my opinion, I'm okay with all the opinions. If, if you're a bit, as long as the only thing we ask for here is honesty. There's no point coming in and just saying the show is 10 out of 10. If you genuinely didn't think that right. Or coming in and saying the show sucks because you're a diehard AEW fan and you're just not willing to be honest. Right. The, as long as people jump in and they go, look, I'm being honest. I watched the show. I really didn't enjoy it. I've got nothing but respect for that. Whether you watch Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, NXT, like, yeah, great. I mean, if you didn't enjoy it, you didn't enjoy it. And you can share the reasons why. Equally, if you did enjoy it, you can say and give the reasons why. So uh, uh, these reviews should never be a place where people are concerned about giving their honest uh, opinions because that is that is what a review is all about do you know what i mean like if you can't sit here and just speak open and honestly um then what are we even doing here so uh yeah no you you give your honest opinions 
Uh, Elizabeth said, I give Day's NXT watch along four stars. That's good. Uh, it was out of 10, though, so. <laughs> uh, greetings from the United States. Uh, Miguel, shout out to you. Uh, Joe Gacy is the Bray Wyatt we have at home, said Just Nick. Very good. Very, very good. Uh, can we say uh, honestly something about your video where you left the audio in the background? Uh, no, I think we've already spoke about that. I did make a slight error with a video that I uploaded where an annoying noise was in the background. Um, and no, it wasn't Austin 316 talking, although that would have been an annoying noise also. Uh, Just Nick said, I didn't watch the show, but somewhat of what you said did seem interesting, mainly the butts bit. There was a lot of ash cheek uh, on display um, at times. Certainly in the Mandy against Fallon Henley match, um, I was just constantly being greeted. And I think greeted is the word by by buttocks. A constant a, 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 that's my review of that match. A constant greeting of buttocks uh is how I would break that match down. Uh Miguel said, What's your dream match that you want to see? Uh right now might be Roman Sammy. Uh, I love Roman because I think he does feel like the biggest superstar in all of wrestling. Like I, I, there's no one to me in AEW or New Japan or just any promotion that I'm aware of that feels bigger, more legit, more important than Roman Reigns. So Roman is the head of the table, you know, the tribal chief, acknowledge him. He is the guy, he is the Hulk Hogan. He is the Stone Cold. He is the Rock. He is John Cena. He is all of those things right now, right? So who who's going to dethrone him? Who's going to be the one that's going to do that? Well, I have to turn to the most over-wrestler, the, the wrestler that I think in WWE is the most popular at the moment, and I, and I feel like that could be. Might not be. Well, we've all got our own dif different opinions, but I, I think that could be Sammy. I mean, like the crowd will break out with Sammy Chance. And, you know, the segments that he's in are so entertaining. People keep heaping tons of praise on him. I mean, I've seen so many memes and uh, so much uh, about like when Sammy got that honorary Oose uh, T-shirt. That that felt like such a big moment. Like that segment played out really, really well, really well. So I love Sammy. I love uh, Roman. I'd love to see those two have a match for the Universal Championship. Um, I don't know if Sammy would be able to get it done, but uh, we did some fantasy booking, I think, on Raw yesterday where uh, kind of laid out how I would do it. I'm, I'm aware that that is not to everyone's taste. It's come up in conversation a few times and people have been, some have been like, yeah, 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 love it. Some have been like, nah, definitely wouldn't do that. So uh, again, you know, like most things in wrestling, splits opinion, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just being honest. That would be my dream match right now. I'd love that match. And I would love that match where Sammy wins. I, I, I Certainly if Kevin Owens came down, because don't forget, Sammy has never been world champion in WWE. Owens has. Sammy hasn't. So Sammy has never reached the mountaintop. And I love the idea that like Solo tries to stop Sammy and Kevin Owens comes down. Kevin Owens comes down, he deals with Solo, and then I can just, I can see it. I can see Owens, like, gesturing to Sammy, go and get him. It's your time. 
go on, Sammy. Owens is at ringside cheering his best friend on and he's dealt with solo for him. He's, you know, he's leveled the playing field. It just comes down to Sammy and Roman. And it's just, you know, who who is Sammy going to hit the halluva? Is Roman going to hit the Superman? And it's just like, who who's going to hit their finishing first? Both of them are just like gassed in the corner. And it's like, who's going to hit their finisher first? Whoever does, it really feels like they're going to they're going to be the ones to win it. Sammy can't, uh, Solo can't get involved. Usos have been dealt with earlier by, say, the Street Profits. And then uh, Sammy hits the halluva and, and picks, oh, God, yeah, I'd love it. I can, I can see it. I can close my eyes and see it. I can see it playing out and I can see the crowd erupting and I can see, like, Sammy grabbing the belt and celebrating and oh, it's so good and I really want that moment. <laughs> I really want it and it's not going to happen and I'm going to be deprived. And then I'll be super sad. Uh, Mr. DXZ said, you know, if you think about it, not doing white rabbit codes on NXT is a wasted opportunity. It would give people more reasons to tune in. The only, the only problem you've got is that uh, would you then burn people out with the white rabbit stuff? Um, you know, some people, myself included, uh, definitely want a breather today. Like I, I am totally fine with having a little bit of a break from the white rabbit stuff this evening. So just putting that out there. Uh, right. Let's go over to, uh, people's thoughts and scores. Let's see, uh, if we can get the right thing on screen. Oh no, no would be the answer. Uh, we want not that we want that. There it is. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, right. We've had a uh, fair few responses actually for uh, NXT 22 responses uh, and seven is what has uh, won. So yeah, I was around 6.5. That came in third with three votes. Eight came in second with five votes. Seven has won it. With six votes. I'm all right with that. I think that's all right. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Let's have a look and see what uh, people's favorite parts of the show were. So uh, Mandy Rose's match. Opponent put up a fight and Mandy sold it. But in the end, she won. Quinn and Dragunov, Kemp and Brutus and women's buttocks. Dragunov beating Jobber Quinn and Gallus getting arrested. Uh, didn't watch the show. Uh, in a hurricane in Florida. Yeah, I, I did hear about this. Hurricane Ian. So uh, stay safe out there, my friends. Uh, Elia is always great. Chase you as well. Uh, Dragonov beats uh, Zion Quinn, says uh, Hayden. Uh, exposing Austin for not lasting 10 minutes. Good point. All the lady cheeks. Uh, love the Steiner math reference. Yes. Yeah, good shout. That was fun. Toxic Attraction and uh, Fallon Henley. Uh, Daddy Quincy Elliott. Daddy, Daddy Quincy Elliott. Uh, uh, the original six NHL teams, yes. That was a great part of NXT, was the part where the original six NHL teams uh, were formed. Um, and I've got no idea what that comment even means. But uh, yes, shout out to you. Elia and the main event. Main event, Mandy Rose. Someone enjoyed Sol Ruka. Someone's favorite part of the show was Sol Ruka. That's interesting. Interesting. Let's go to least favorite part. Byron Saxton. I know he wasn't on the show, 
but his bald head creeps me out to the point where I just cannot focus on other shows. That is an excellent point. That is an excellent... Someone needed to come out and say it. And I am so proud that it is this community that has done that. Uh, the Sol Ruka match. I felt it was bad for her. She was nervous. She botched almost every move. I hope she improves. I think she will. I think she will. I'm not a fan of Dragunov, so I don't like his push for the NXT title. Pub Rules match looked like a real cheap dive bar. I don't even know what it looked like. I mean, the table is a normal wrestling table. Um, the chairs are normal metal chairs. Like, there's nothing that says pub. If I walked into a pub and that was the setup, I ain't staying there very long, I can tell you. I want nice wooden furnishings, nice brass finishings as well. Like, if I went into that, like, I'd be appalled. Uh, the Chase University skit and Joe Gacy and Friends. Uh, nothing. I thought it was great show tonight. Too much fire? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, some parts felt messy from KC. KC, shout out to you. Uh, didn't watch the show, but I enjoyed the chat. Uh, Montreal Expos. Uh, pretty deadly. No kids cry. I don't even know what some of this stuff means. Oh, no kids crying. Got it. There's a lot of things that get said in the watch along that kind of play out on these reviews. And if you don't join us for the watch alongs, like some of it might not make sense. And to be honest, even if you are in the watch alongs, some of it might not make sense. Uh, Gacy and Dyad pub match. No Saray. No power and uh, not applicable. So there we go. Uh, those are the responses. Let's jump uh, back over and get the uh, final, final uh, thoughts from people as to uh, what they thought about the show. My thoughts are Joe Gacy is a pound lambre. Uh, carpet that your feet stick to. That is, a, do you know what? You're absolutely right. That should have been laid down in the ring. The, if this was a pub rules match, they should have had like a cheap, sticky carpet in the ring. You're absolutely right. Uh, John said, I agree on the Montreal Expos. Come on. They gave the world Bombo Rivera. Come on, guys. Stop hiding from the truth. Yeah. Uh, do you think Cora Jade should be NXT Women's Champion? Uh, I think Cora Jade is doing a lot better as a heel. I, I've never been a big Cora Jade fan. Um, I am more into her as a heel. So I let's put her in, let's see how things go. I mean, so she hasn't been the heel for the longest of time. And so far she's just done this feud with Roxanne Perez. So let's see like how much more we can get out of it and see like what is a few other feuds. Uh, let's see how creative we can get and build her up. And yeah, eventually my answer would be yes. But uh, I think we're a little way off that. Oh, I certainly wouldn't be doing it anytime soon. Uh, NXT main event was my favorite part, said Joe. Just Nick said, my final thought is I am hungry and tired and it's not a good mix. Uh, I was supposed to go to bed 15 minutes ago, but I can't stop watching days, said LCW figure wrestling. That is so kind, my friends. What I'm going to do is I'm going to help you out because I am going to wrap this uh, review up so that you can go to bed. So I'm going to do that um, out of mercy. So, uh, uh, yes, thank you so much, uh, everyone that joined us. I hope you enjoyed this uh, review and breakdown of NXT. Uh, of course, we are back tomorrow for AEW. 
Uh, we will also, uh, I, I don't know, we'll try and do like some sort of video tomorrow. Um, I think today, you know, a bit of breathing room from White Rabbit. I'm sure we'll do some at tomorrow. Maybe I'll do a roundup of some of the other little theories that are out there. But we'll do, uh, of course, AEW anyway. Um, and then NXT, uh, NXT SmackDown uh, is around on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, lots uh, lots on the way as usual. Right. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Have uh, a great evening wherever you are. Uh, enjoy the rest of your nights. And I will see you again next time. Bye for now. <laughs>